Yes, hello and welcome to the knock-on Casey Lawrence Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Uh, just myself and Tom this week, the other lads. One lad is away in France. Uh, he's going to be over there for the France-Ireland rugby match and the other lad is working, but Tom joins me this week. How are you, Tom? Hi, Stephen. How are you? Not too bad, Tom. Uh, before we move on, condolences to you and your family and the death of your father last week um, uh, from all of us in KCLR and Scoreline. Thanks very much, Stephen. Thank you. Others, um, Tom, we're up the walls at rugby. It's a great way to be as well. Uh, we've so much to talk about tonight. We'll try and get through as much as we can. We're going to talk Leinster League last week and what's coming up this weekend in a couple of moments. We're going to talk about Ireland's win over Wales and the Ireland team to play France. We'll picture that as well. A couple of big stories in that as well. Johnny Sexton, of course, is the big one. He's out. Hamstring injury in training. So uh, Joey Carberry's in there as well. And of course, Leinster are playing tomorrow night, Friday night, uh, against Edinburgh as well. Um, but we'll try and get through as much of that as possible. But we'll start with the local stuff, uh, Tom. Uh, and we'll start with your own team last week. A big, big loss away last week. Um, tough going. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't actually up at the match, but I got the match reports and that's from, from everybody that was was talking to. Um, I suppose the biggest thing is that we were missing 20, 20 players. Uh, we had a little misunderstanding with the with the uh, our our planner for our year our rugby league year planner uh a wrong color was put down by accident on on the date Oops. and a, sta- a stag was booked <laughs> all right and we were missing so we were missing uh that was one of the lads off the first team stag so um we were missing 20 of the lads between first and seconds i think it was Two thirds of the first team, and uh, the rest of it would have been straight off the starting from the seconds. So, um, I suppose, look, if we had been in contention for a promotion for this game, uh, we, we, something would have happened with the stag, but we really you couldn't, uh, that we went after paying money. And in fairness, um, what we did was because we had to go, we had to go. The biggest, the biggest issue with the game was that uh, our seconds needed a point to win the league. So, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so we actually even had a few guys pulling out sick and injured as well. So it, it kind of was um, a bit of chaos. But what I have to say is, look, the 30 or so lads that went up to uh, Boyne um, did the club extremely proud, especially those who played first against such, you know, Boyne are such a, a, a very strong side. And they were, you know, for a team to try and come together with, with so many people from so many lads from everywhere. And, um, I, I think they had a, a, they performed really well. They just just couldn't score, to be honest. And uh, when you're up against a side that really wants to win the league, and are, are really going for promotion, and um, you know it, it's very hard to motivate yourselves. I presume the lads, you know, you know, to go up to Boyne and, and with a, with a team that's just kind of put together. And um, I think it was the fact that we were trying to. Uh, you know, just stay within the game. But I mean, we knew of a team that really is looking for looking to go to win uh, win the league. That's a very very tough task. So look, we're not going to say a whole lot about it because I I don't yeah. think we can go into an in depth uh, discussion about uh, about the uh, about how they played and and the ins and outs and stats or whatever. It's it's more or less this week. I will just say, look, lads, the lads that came, I have to say, hats off to you for for coming together and for for going up there and doing the trying to do the business for. Yeah. For the club and for those who had left, but um, 
I think yeah, I, I think it was from what I said is that they did play well. And it's just um, just they were just up against a far superior side on the yeah. day. Absolutely. But our seconds, uh, the seconds went up and they were lead. They, they scored a couple of tries early in the first half. Were leading. Um, Boyne came back and that was something that they their twenties were playing earlier and even brought on a couple of their twenties near the end. But they held out. Uh, we got a try. Um, kind of cross field kick to the corner and one of the young wingers from the under from their under eighteens, Evan Gary. Um, who just came, who just uh, one of the lads who volunteered, I think it was three or four under 18s. Have to say a big thanks to those, um, they, who came up, came up and stepped in. You know, it's a big step to come from under 18s to play to come and play seniors, but Evan got a try in the corner to, to seal the game. So, the great thing is, the seconds have won the have won the seconds league, and Fantastic. the fact is, which is which is a nice thing to know is that. We didn't go up there and win it by a losing bonus point or a draw. They went up there and they won it with the win. So it's a, it's a huge feat for them. So I have to say huge thanks to everybody who worked so hard from management to players to coaches to get that league under their belt and, and to the players themselves. As, I, as you know, Stephen, we talk week in, week out about that we've had... You know, we've had 50 up to we have a panel of nearly 50 lads that's been up 40 something tra- at training and it's it's about the whole it's it's not about it's not about just your first team it's about the whole panel you know everybody that's training on the one night it's about everybody that goes training and uh, i have to say that they're, they're a magnificent bunch uh, a bunch of players you know they've come from all majority of them are all homegrown we have a couple of young lads from the college and just a few lads that have kind of have popped in have come from uh, come to work in carlo so it's 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 just great to see first of all so many homegrown players to be involved and uh, second of all it's just that we have such a great atmosphere in the club at the moment so as hats off and congratulations to them all yeah, absolutely. And congratulations, Tom. They've been fascinating or they've been fabulous all seasons that I have. We talk about them every week and, it, you know, unbeaten and everything. Um, no, it's a great, great way to top it off and get the, the, the league under the belt already, as they say, and uh, job done. Um, and obviously commiserations for the, the loss last weekend, but you could only do what you could do, as the lad says. Um, Kilkenny went up to... Uh, Donnybrook to play Bective, so it was Bective uh, one week after another. Uh, they came, they ran them close a couple of weeks ago, Tom. Um, but last week, I think they knew what was go- the new uh, going up that Bective wasn't their main fight because they've a couple of games to go still uh, with Ashburn, and Ashburn are third from bottom, Kilkenny are second from bottom in Division One A. Uh, so the next couple of matches for Kilkenny are absolutely crucial, as uh, James Blanchfield has been telling us. So this one this weekend against Ashburn, and the next couple of be the ones that they've targeted because Bective are at the opposite end of the table, obviously, and uh, the f- bigger things on their mind. Well, that's a massive thing for Kilkenny, and, and I know. Um... James have the right to be concerned. Any any team that's in the is in in the bottom two fighting, you know, fighting to stay up is a huge it's a huge thing to be in that position. So I was um I'd hope we'd hope that Kilkenny will be Lashburn because uh you know they do deserve to be there. I mean we know they're such a such an honorable club and they've um they have a just a they have a fantastic group of players down there and their coaches, but it's just they've been really unfortunate. I think, well, going from what James has kind of held between injuries and 
and COVID, and, and, and I think it's just they never really just haven't really just got the whole team together. Everything's every week there's been something that's upset them. So yep. hopefully this week now maybe you know they'll they'll fight us and fingers and keep crossed. It, keep us keep us southeast teams there where they belong. You know. Yeah, well, if they do go down, there's one benefit to it your, yourselves and uh, Tullo and Kilkenny will be all together again. But um, <laughs> that the, Kilkenny will be the furthest thing that Kilkenny want to hear now on this podcast. Um, Tullo had a good win at the weekend as well, and the women as well. The women's team went up and had a very good win. They hammered the Port Dara Falcons as well. So the rest of their games in the women's Division One league are all at home. So Tullo, women doing well. And the men, Johnny uh, Tobin, uh, be happy as well. It was a good convincing win that they had as well. Well, it was a very uh, good win against Langford because Langford's yeah. a noisy team. You know, I know we put yeah. a good win on them, but um, especially considering they're fighting for, for, for to stay, avoid relegation as well. So, I mean, great win for Tullo. have to say, hands up. Uh, Absolutely. Come here. Have you put on extra capacity, you know, park now for Sunday? Uh, the big derby, the big clash of the year. Never mind anything else. Carlo and Tullo in Oak Park is where it's at this weekend. Um, looking forward to it, Tom. Be a bit of crack, if anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do, we, do we need to say, uh, do we need to say any more? We'll just hang up and go. Because yeah. I think Car- Carlo and Tullo, Jesus. Um, Bring the best so out of each other. <laughs> it's it's what it's what it's what sports about, especially local derbies. And yeah. uh, we know, like I suppose, throughout the years, um, we've kind of uh, the the kind of the not hate between the two teams, the, the the competition between the two teams is as kind of you know it's still the same, but this time I think we were, were there's a lot more close friendship, so. There's an awful lot of hammering each other goes on on the pitch, but I mean, there's also a lot of hammering points will happen in the bar afterwards. Yeah, it's going to be. Look, I think you've got two. Te- you've two teams, kind of. Um, we of course are trying to put a, have a, a good end to our season and prepare for you know to prepare for Towns Cup. Um, like forget about Tolo being Tolo and the local derby. The, the key factor to this game is that um, we blow the cobwebs off, you know, from that's been away, get back on track. And, you know, we have to play our best on Sunday because, first of all, Tolo, uh, we all we all know that Tolo are just one, just going to dig in so deep. Um, they're a good team from, from 1 to 15, or, or a solid, solid bunch of players. And uh, they're also one of the hardest teams because they just always have that bite and that that horrible edge to them so sorry lads but you do right to the very end it's not good for any team playing you which is a compliment to you that you, you've always fought you fight right to the final whistle and that's so hard for any team to play against you know um and that's what we know we're up against on on, on sunday um results during the year for either sides doesn't matter when it comes to this match you know it's uh it's basically who can last the 80. First of all, who can last the 80 minutes? And uh, second of all, who can just get that, that edge, that little bit of an edge? Because uh, that's all it is. It's, it, it's, it could be a penalty. It could be a try. And, you know, it's just something that really, uh, that local derby just has uh, such a bite to it. I said, we, our advantage, okay, this time we have the advantage being at home, but, um, Tolo no Oak Park as well as anyone, so you know it's. I think you're going to have a banging match no matter what anybody. Yeah. Uh, and I look, 
no matter what the outcome is, I think anybody who wants to see uh, a really gritty, hard-fought, old style, just go for it. Two teams going at each other. I tell to come up to Oak Park on Sunday. I don't care where you're from, if you're neutral or not, and you want to see a tough game of rugby. There's definitely, I think there's one on the cards. I mean, to both sides, we have to say hats off. I know Tuller fighting, fight still fighting away there, but um, I think I think it's just going to be a cracking game. Uh, I'm not sure about injuries. I have to be honest. I haven't been around the club this week, so I'm uh, I'm hoping that we're fairly. I know we have one one or two slight doubts all right but hopefully we'll have um, a full contingent to play yeah. and um sure look it is what it is but at the end of the day look i know at the end of the the day this this time uh it's nice covid is hopefully in the back of our minds and we can all go into the bar and uh, share a few drinks and a few old stories after afterwards and you know this is really this game I think, Stephen, this game and games like it is really what sport is all about and what rugby, well, for me, what rugby is about. Um, two teams hopping off each other. And as I say, if there's any neutrals out there, I have nothing to do on Sunday. I want to, I want to come and watch a great game. Come along and come along and come up to the club and support. Absolutely. Plenty of parking and uh, a good big bar and everything in there. Yeah. Um, you'll be yeah. well entertained. The covered Plenty stand as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Covered stand as well if there's room left on it and uh, plenty of room around the pitch. You, you, you'll be well able to watch the match if you haven't been up at Oak Park. Uh, drop up, it's going to be, as we say, an epic derby. It always is. It, it never lets us down. Um, we're going to move on uh, to Ireland. Um, so uh, we'll start with the win over Wales, I suppose, Tom. Um, of course, it wasn't at the intensity level of the All Blacks win, but we I suppose you can't really expect that. It's a different team, but convincing win over Wales. Wales were awful. Uh, yeah, were I think really Wales bad. just they just kind of Wales started. Um, like they came out their usual. I think they came out of their usual out of the blocks, and they just you know they were very defensive and I, I like. We're, we're, I don't know. There was just something missing. We were, we actually, I think we like we won the clash of the breakdown, which is the key point to any game. If you win the collisions and win the breakdown, you know you're 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 well over halfway there. Um, I don't. Just Wales didn't have, didn't really look like they had anything. You know, they never really looked like scoring. I mean, the scores in the last the last few minutes of any game. You know, when when one team is so far ahead, doesn't really come come into. Uh, come into it, but I just thought um, everyone the, the front row was just superb. Isn't it they, an epic front row? Isn't it oh, one of the best you've ever seen? Uh, that, there was, there was. I, I got to. See, I didn't get to see that really on the day. I got back to look at it again and just go through. And I just remember. I can't remember who who one of the one of the Welsh players got the ball, and there were double team tackled, hit by first of all by Porter and second of all by Furlong and I just went holy mother of God I said how did like how would you get back up do you know it was just <laughs> uh, like the two boys uh, Porter is running around like an absolute junglet I mean he has just come on leaps and bounds since going to since going back to since going back over to loose head it's um, mad isn't it uh, yeah big big risk and a big experiment but by God it's worked like the, the Ty Bourne and James Ryan in the second row. James Ryan was back to 
did so much dirty work. When you actually look at the game, it's not about what he does with the ball in hand. It's what he does off the ball and, you know, at rook time and just continually t- the tackles. and um, People don't see that, Tom. Yeah. People that are only getting into rugby, they don't see the bit of donkey work that goes on behind the scenes. Josh Vanderfleer would be very like that as well. Tight burn gets uh, through a lot of that work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and Dov, he you know, he he wreaked havoc on, 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 on Wales. Mm-hmm. You know, um just every every time he touched every time he touched the ball, there was just some something going to happen. Jack Coleman was just 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 That's again. Great. Hard, hard, hard hitting. Like himself and Ty Byrne are actually very similar. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have players like that, when you have players very like abrasive. that, uh, uh, absolutely. And yeah. Ron, like Ronan Kelleher, all over the park. Um, Gibson Park, I don't think it was one of his best games, but he Gibson ran Park. Things. Yeah. Yeah, his speed was, yeah, he wasn't as quick as he usually is. What was a tactical, because Ireland did play a bit, a bit of a slower. Yeah. A slower game, but like looking at the stats, uh, what were they saying that Ireland managed to get quick rook ball in three seconds for vast parts of the game, which on paper is quick, but yeah, yeah it t- it appeared slower on the day, and people were giving out about that. And but, I think yeah. that it was the quality, the quality of it, some the quality of some of his yeah. passes weren't, weren't you know weren't as accurate yeah, it wasn't as, good. As, yeah. as good as yeah. he was. But like, he's allowed if that. That's, if if that's his bad game, if that's yeah. his bad game. uh you know, you still, you still, there's so much hope like going forward that things are going to improve. Johnny was himself. Johnny just has so solid, you know, and was was central to all those attacking moves that that um that we had, and he does okay. really bring that, really does bring that ball to the line. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I noticed uh, whether it was a tactical thing as well. Uh, Ireland uh, got a penalty not far from the front of the posts. Um, and usually uh, there was talk of Ronan Kelleher tapping and going from the five-meter line. Um, that didn't happen. Johnny picked up the ball. Then he was looking at the sideline, and the lads had another chat. And then he went. Then he, you could read his lips saying "F sake," and he walked back then and called for the tee. Um, and I was there going to myself. He says, "I was wondering why they weren't going to the corner more because you know Ireland, Leinster, they always go to the corner, even if it's only yeah. a couple of minutes into the match. They have that ruthlessness about them, but." You're sort of thinking to yourself, was that tactical? They were, were they holding back a bit uh, against f- for the France match? Uh, like Joe Schmidt admitted that, like obviously they do that. Teams do that. They're not going to give away everything, but they'll play a strategy that's good enough to get them the win. I don't know. Maybe I read into it too much, but no, um, I'd say Stephen, you're probably. I mean, you're probably right, and especially, I mean. At local you level, that you're not. It is starting to come a little bit more into play. That if you are beating a team, you're afraid because videos do go around and coaches mm-hmm. do pass videos around the games. But I mean, if you're going to give an analysis, France are going to analyze that game. You know, like a fine two comb to find every weakness that Ireland has, um, yeah, especially set piece uh, stuff. And that's and our set piece is so good. You can just see Paul O'Connell's handiwork everywhere. Yeah. The forwards are so efficient. They're, they're you know, their lineouts are good. Their scrums are good. Their, you know, their play around the park is good. You can really, really see O'Connell coming so much into it. And the and the one thing which was great, the lack of penalties. Oh, we fifty-eight minutes, I think, without conceding yeah. a penalty or something like that. That's, that's incredible. That is incredible, incredible. because yeah. that's one of our four. And then if you look at the opposite in Wales, 
gave away an awful lot of penalties. Stupid yellow card against Johnny as well, that body yeah. hit on him. He was no more going for the ball now. Than... <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Gary Ringrose to me was just had a cracking game. Yeah. Really uh-huh. cracking. I had to be, I, I know I know Matt Hansen at the man of the match, but to me it was really close between him and, and Ringrose. Or Van der Fleer and a, co- or a couple of them yeah. did really well on the day. But what Mac Hansen really impressed me now. I didn't know what to expect. I, I definitely thought he was worthy of that shot to put him in. I said, what yeah. arm? He'll be as good as anyone on that wing. But he really impressed me now. Like a lad that's been there for a while. And I said, you know what? Fair play. And it's good to see him back out then, obviously, again uh, this week. Um, yeah, so, yeah, job done against Wales. So we move on to France now. We're going to throw up the team on the screen there, uh, Tom. It's as you expect, Andrew Ronan and Tyg Furlong in the front row. Tyg Byrne and James Ryan continue. So it's a very, all the forwards are the same. Yeah. Uh, Gibson Park, uh, Joey Carberry is in for Johnny Sexton. For people only listening to the podcast now and that haven't heard, Johnny Sexton hurt his hamstring in training. Mac Hansen is at 11. You've won the Yakin, Gary Ringrose, uh, in the centre again, Andrew Conway, Hugo Keenan. Now, the differences on the bench this week is Ian Henderson comes in and uh, onto the bench and Robbie Henshaw. And Jack Carty comes in onto the bench uh, as well uh, as Johnny Sexton is out. So that was expected, I think, Robbie Henshaw and Henderson coming back, um, obviously loads of experience there. Two line or lines as well. Yeah. Um. So you know you can't you can't argue with that as well. Um. Yeah, and of course Dan Sheen did well when he came on last week as well. As well, the team is as you'd expect, Tom, isn't it? There's not there's nothing. It's what we expect. Uh, yeah, I think um, just looking at it there against. Yeah, I think James um, James Hume was kind of unlucky not to. But like he's, I mean, Robbie has to come back. Robbie has to come back into it there. Um, you know, Jack Jack Carthy was always going to have to step in. Um, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried. I mean, Jack Carthy has been playing really, really well. Yeah. Um, I think it was unfortunate. Ryan Baird is probably the unfortunate one. Yeah, and that's just an experience thing. Yeah, you know, and I would say so, especially coming to France, and it's also physicality. Yeah. Ryan Baird is more athletic, I would say, than Ian he Henderson. Is. Ian Henderson is just a little bit more of um, more of a beast. Yeah, so, the cuter, well. you know, just yeah. Other than um, that, I mean, it is a team. Joy, I, I know we're going to have. It's kind of a poison chalice for him, really, because if he doesn't perform, he's screwed. Because everyone's going to say, "Why well, wasn't he there?" And uh, if he does perform, uh, uh, if he does perform, he'll be a legend of all legends, you know. Because and then it's expected from then uh, on in. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what I, I like. I can't stand it with Joey Carr because like he played, he was ro- really rusty playing those autumn internationals, but he kicked very well. He's obviously his kicking game is not a his kicking his t- kicking team is not obviously going to be a problem. But tactically, it's he, he yeah, doesn't have Johnny Sexton's head, and that's my worry. Because Ireland are starting to play that attacking game with the variance, you know, the difference, whether it's kick to the corner, kicking over their heads, box kicking from the scrum halves, or just firing the ball around, you know yourself, the loops. Because we're moving the ball out a lot wider now as well, and Joey needs to be up on the line where Johnny is to keep that ball moving around as quick as possible, so... I don't know. I like, like I'd love, geez, I hope Joey goes out there and he, he destroys it and he, you know, in a good way, has he? he goes out. Well, like he's, game, he, he, he's going to be up against it. Like he, it's a huge he, stage. Yeah. 
he's only drawn an Intermac again. I mean, I just looking yeah. at the French, the French team are, are just from one to fifteen, and their bench is just so they're so strong. Um, I think it's basically it's nearly the same team that played. When there's that many changes that played Italy. Um, Dupont is Dupont is scrum half Intermac is second half. Uh, Valera is on the wing. Mofuana is 12. Gail Fico is 13. Yeah. Pino is on the wing. And Gemini is on his full back. So, I mean, that's that's a serious backline. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and if Johnny only injured himself kicking yesterday or whatever it was, like obviously Joey would have been training and learning everything that was needed to be learned as well. But there's a, a huge amount of pressure. But you know what? We'll see how it goes. He could be the hero of the day. Um, Ireland might have a couple of things up their sleeves as well. You'd imagine they might. Um, but sure, all we can do is uh, wait and see uh, what the story is. Um, yeah, this man needs to have a bit quicker ball this week. Gibson, Jameson Gibson Park was just looking at him on the screen now. If you're watching, the, you can watch this on YouTube as well. Um, Gibson Park. Will yeah. be crucial to our line speed as well this week, but I, I think we can expect a, a faster game as well, especially if conditions are are good, because it's what we did against the All Blacks that they couldn't live with, and we need to play like that against France, or we're 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 going nowhere. Yeah, well, you have. I mean, it's. Hmm. I think with Gibson Park definitely. I mean, he is he is the number one definitely by far number one scrum half. But you also have. I mean, we give out you give out people give out but Murray at times, but he's also a, a serious defender of, and if he's you can often need him at the end of games to come in like that and help change the game and steady the ship sometimes, depending on depending on the game. Like his 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 uh, organization of defense and slowing and slowing the ball down and uh, and his control of the game often comes into play very much at the in the last in the last few minutes of, of any if we need to close out i mean yeah. you're up against as his I leadership say, like, will be huge dupont is a little tank <laughs> it's not just <laughs> his ability like, he has a sidestep he has the brain he has a pass but he's also physically very strong you know so yeah. You might need more at the end, but it's it's um I think like player against player, like front row we know our pack is, is probably a bit lighter, but uh, the way O'Connell has our scrums at the moment, it'll be tough and I, I think we can hold our own if we can hold our own in, in, in the set piece, you know, our line that's always good. And yeah. as I said, like James Ryan caused havoc last week, he, he was really in, in guys' faces as he jumped, you know, jumping up again, jumping against against the Welsh opposition uh, jumper. And he did he did cause an awful lot of problems. Um, so I, I, I'm i not too worried about the pack. I think if we can just, if we can keep, as I say, if we can keep our set piece right, win the win the breakdown and win those clashes that are, you know, the, the, the contact clashes, I think... I think we've a good chances we ever had, and I know people will look at France or say, you know, France or just this that and the, probably the best French team in a long time, which it probably is. But on paper, look at us, but, though. Uh, yeah. But I mean, we we are playing well, and uh, if you get in the French heads too, yeah, the French can French are one team that can implode. So I'm sure Farrell has on the defensive side and and. Uh, 
I'm sure he's a lot of tricks up his sleeve. Hopefully that will cause a little bit of frustration to that uh, to that French side. Yeah, the only question that remains in my head about the whole thing is leadership. Um, like you have that in spades from Johnny, um, but who's going to be making the calls, the big, big calls? Who's going to be that person, uh, you know, especially sort of around the half-back area come the weekend? Like you were saying, if, if Conor Murray is to come on at some stage, you'll get that from Conor because he's been there, done that, and he's he's uh, he's the man for that as well. But with Jameson Gibson Park and, and Joey Carberry, is it just Joey will just have to step up and that's it? Well, he's going to, they'll have to step up. I mean, James Ryan has a big, big, big task as captain. Yeah, and huge. that's that's um, uh, he's only he's a big, kid as well. As 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 Irish captains go, he's big shoes to fill. We've always had, we saw, we've always had phenomenal, phenomenal captains from Keith Wood to O'Connell, you know, and, and we've just had those those players. But like, these are the games that's going to be a real tester because at the end of the day, it's it's he's on the park, and we'll have to make those decisions. Um, you know, whether it's a kick to the corner or a kick for post, or it's going to be a tap and go, or it's going to play anything that they have. Like, it, it basically, it's going to come down to James Ryan. Um, Absolutely. I think we have enough players. If we have, if we have any control of the game, I think towards the end, you have, um, you have Peter O'Mahony to come on, and probably some people will cringe and straight away think of our penalties and yellow cards because <laughs> on some of the bigger games, but. You have to look at him as a leader when yep. he comes on the pitch. And his ability, is. he is a fantastic leader. I mean, for from for Munster alone, you know, when he's not around and he's not on the pitch, it's it's a it's a different ball game. So, like when you have players like that on the bench to come in, you looking at the bench. Right, we've done Sheen, um, electric again. Uh, Keen Healy, so much experience. Finley Beelham. Finley, look, it's been a solid. It's a, it's going to be a tough ask for him, he, but he's, he's, he is improving year on year and season on season. He is improving, but it, it will be a tough task coming up against the French, the French replacement, French row, front row when he comes on. Uh, Ian Henderson, so much experience. Peter Manley, again, as we were talking, so much experience. Connor Murray, serious amount of experience, and then with Jack Carthy, who's playing, playing extremely well for Connacht, and Robbie Henshaw. Can, you can say no more lines lines players so or you have a massive uh, massive experience to come off the bench yeah and that's it uh, um, just before we wrap it up that man Andrew Conway last week played with a very sick stomach as well he wasn't well at all he said um coming into the game um he thought it was nervous beforehand but he but he was he was quite sick but he got through it and he did a good job as well in fairness to him um, he's a great finisher of ball i mean he, he, that was yeah, a cracking try that he got yeah that's it. And some uh, some people would say, "Ah, oh, well, you know, all he has to do is drop, fall over into the corner." But there's a lot more to that. He he had to do a lot of work for a couple of them as well, and use his head as well. And it's it's not easy under that pressure. No, it's not. And it's himself and actually Keith Earls are probably two, the two the two of the best finishers. They seem to, they can get in those, like you're saying, like they say, it's just a matter of getting. Once you get the ball in the wing, you're kind of nearly you've, the work is nearly done. But how many times have you seen tackles coming in a meter yeah. from the line, knocking you out? It's how to get your body position right. Like to get your arm out without dropping that ball, 
you know, just to get it in the right position, it's a, it's a and to be aware of defenders coming at you as well, yeah, and everything and what angle uh, they're coming. Are they going to dive? Where are they going to go for your feet? They're going to go for you know, all that stuff, yeah, yeah. But it's gas like with isn't it funny because I mean, before I wouldn't have seen an Irish team without having Keith there. I know he's injured, but you wouldn't have a team nearly without him because yeah. of his finishing. But now, I mean, we, we have two superb wingers there in Conway and uh, Mark Anthony. That's it. No, so. Many more chomping at the bit. Tom, uh, we're going to wrap it up there, but just before we go, what do you reckon Ireland to win by 20? <laughs> I think, yeah. Right, I'll go, I'm going to go this time, you see, because the heart and the head is so close because you're looking at the team. I'd say Ireland by, Ireland by three. Yeah, I'd probably was thinking that and not copying you I was thinking that Ireland by three a very hairy finish to the game as well um, but I think we'll come out on top of it um, it's like you said for the Conor Murray factor the Peter O'Matney when lads get tired and you get the leaders on as well and they know they have a job to do I think that could be the difference uh, at the end of the game um, but fingers crossed we uh, beat France in France this weekend Tom Crotty from Carl Rugby Club thanks for talking to us on uh, the knock on tonight and uh, we'll try and get the other lads back for next week we're busy but thanks for joining us this evening we'll wrap up the show there talk to us next week 